The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Jess, thank you for tuning in to the Keeping It Beauty Show. I am your host, Akila C. Thompson. Happy Monday and happy first day of summer. I can't believe it. This year is flying by. If this is your first time listening to our show, you can catch up on our previous shows by listening to our archive shows on iHeartRadio.com and search Keeping It Beauty. Every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're here live on W4CY Radio, where we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams, your love, and your life. So I'm solo tonight. I'm a little hoarse, so hopefully you guys can hear me. Bear with me. I had a little too much fun this weekend. So I lost my voice a bit, but uh, Amber Peterson, who has been guest hosting with me for the past few weeks, uh, is currently out helping a friend who went into labor like just about two hours ago. So shout out to Amber for being such an amazing friend, because as we know, uh, Amber is expecting two. So I can imagine the sight of a pregnant woman walking in with another pregnant woman that's in labor. Super cute. So I just want to send our prayers for a healthy baby and speedy delivery to uh, Amber and to her friend and and, and her family. There's a lot going on, as usual, in our I Am Beauty world. So check out our website, IamBeautyInc.com. We are enrolling for our Confidence is Queen Summer camp through August 8th through the 14th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Jamaica YMCA. So we're in our program. We are aiming to help girls build confidence, combat negative behaviors, and ultimately maximize their potential using our uh, tested and proven I Am Beauty Bootcamp curriculum. But now we're bringing it to you in a summer camp format. So you can find more information about our summer camp, as well as other programs that we have going on by going to IamBeautyInc.com. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I had the opportunity to be in contribution in a transformational workshop, supporting a group of people with stepping into a whole new level of just awareness of themselves and what's possible for them. So shout out to any of my Momentum Education family that's tuning in tonight. Hello, hello, hello. And those who may not have heard of Momentum Education, definitely check it out. Do a Google search and... um, See uh, what 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 might be there for you. In other news, before I bring on our guest for tonight, congratulations to the Cre- the Cleveland Cavaliers and and LeBron James. I'm not a huge basketball fan. Like I was, uh, I loved basketball when I was little, but ever since uh, Michael Jordan retired, I haven't been a huge basketball fan. But I must say, LeBron James is actually really making me want to. I'm inspired by uh, everything that happened when he went to Miami and all the flack he got, and be able to come back and get a ring for Cleveland. It was so historical. First team 
to come back from a 3-1 deficit and such a huge win for, for Cleveland. So, and it's just such a testament of, you know, living in your purpose, living in your passion and going after your dreams. And I, I saw a clip of him and, you know, kind of wondering like why he was the one and, and some of the things that I think he realized God wanted him to do. And it just, you know, really... Shout out to you, LeBron James, for uh, really s- stepping into your calling and, and really inspiring the game and even those of us that are not in the game to just really chase after our dreams and really be the best at, you know, everything that we do. So I'm excited, as always, about tonight's show. But this one is a little sweeter. So it's got some, some extra sweet sugar in this one tonight because uh, tonight's guest and I share the same passion and wanting to help women feel feel beautiful you know because we have as we know only four percent of women in the world feel that they're beautiful Uh, and which is is the the big driver behind why I do what I do with girls so that they can grow up and become confident women and as women oftentimes and and even men so I don't want to leave you guys out that are listening often we spend so much time taking care of everyone else we don't take care of ourselves in the process of something is going wrong. So we want to take the stance on being proactive with self-care and not reactive. So tonight we're going to share tips on how women can and, and men can better take care of themselves, where our topic is loving on you, the art of self-care. And my guest tonight is Dixie L. Nichols. She is an author, entrepreneur, and passionate self-care connoisseur. She empowers women to rediscover or discover their passion and their purpose through the practice of self-care so they can live beautifully inside and out. Welcome to the show, Dixie. Thank you so much, Akila. I am thrilled to be here talking about self-care. I'm passionate about it. I am. I'm thrilled to have you. I'm excited. I, well, a couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of being on Dixie's podcast, which is uh, Inside uh, Outer Beauty. And uh, we had a great conversation and kind of just talking about what I do. So I, I immediately was like, got to get you on the show. So I'm, I'm just really excited that you accepted my invitation and that we're, we're doing this. So how was your weekend? Uh, or what did you do? I should say today's the first day of summer. And did you get to do anything since I know you're Miss Queen self-care? <laughs> uh, did we get some sun? I actually did. But let me tell you about the weekend first. Okay. It was a monumental weekend for me. Okay. <laughs> I had some of the most intense, I think the best coaching experience ever in my life. I got to really dig deep into me and who I am to pull out some stuff. I mean, we are constantly reinventing ourselves. And if you're into self-care, you'll know that there is stuff there that you need to deal with and you have to tackle it or, you know, we just kind of fall by the wayside, but we want to be proactive, mm-hmm. like Akila said, and really do what we need to so that we can live our best possible lives. And so this weekend for me was spent just rejuvenating my soul and really clearing out some baggage. And so today, on on the end of that, I was so exhausted. I mean, literally exhausted. And I did feel like my body was beaten up. My neck was hurting. And this is just from experiencing other people and mm-hmm. learning about who they are and their stories and me sharing myself and being open with them. But I said, you know what? I've got work to do. I got up and I went to the gym around two o'clock. 
And I tried doing my hand lifts and my hand would not go up. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I pat myself on the back because I did give it a try. So that was how my first day of summer started. Nonetheless, that you know, not getting my hand up in the air did not dim my experience because the weekend was just epic. Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm so glad that you shared that. So thank you because you're a very accomplished woman. And sometimes people can get to a point in their life where they feel like there's nothing left to fix. There's nothing else left to develop. They know everything there is to possibly know about themselves. Mm. So it's beautiful when you, we can constantly be in the question of, you know, what are what's next is, you know, what is it that we don't know? You know, how can we be better? And, and, and I love that. Um, you know, that's why I, I enjoy uh, being a part of transformational work because there's I, anytime I'm, I'm staffing a training or I'm constantly going somewhere, even if I think I already know what the topic is, and, and I think I know everything there is to know. There's always an opportunity to just really learn something, uh, even though we don't think that, that don't think that we that, that there's anything else left to know. So that's awesome that you uh, got to participate in that this weekend. So tell us a little bit about Dixie, because we got a very short bio, and there's so much to know <laughs> about Dixie. So, I mean, where are you from originally? Because we hear an accent. So, you know, let our listeners know you know, a little bit about uh, the early Dixie. Absolutely. Little Dixie. Little Dixie. Okay. <laughs> and little Dixie, you know, arrives to this point of, you know, being the self-care queen. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, Little Dixie used to be called Dixie Ann, right? That's just the beginning. And mm -hmm. I was born on the island of Trinidad, of Trinidad and Tobago. I grew up in a really tiny village of about 250 people and with my grandparents. And there I cultivated a love for the body. And my grandmother would take me into the kitchen with her. At least I was the only one that was willing to be in the kitchen with her while she was extracting oils from coconut. And I was always so thrilled by that so I what for whatever reason I loved the body because of that what we took that oil and that's what we used in our skin and so I continued with the body and loving the body through my college career I migrated to the United States when I was 16 culture shock really I was mm -hmm. like oh my goodness coming from such a small island and I, of course I was exposed to television so I knew what was going on in the United States I was thrilled to be a part of it but it, was, it still didn't prepare me for what I actually came to. But eventually I assimilated. And when I went to college, I pursued a, a, a degree in biological science with the intention of going to medical school. I wanted to be a GYN. Mm. But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was okay. my goal to become a GYN. So, but I had my daughter at 19. And so from that point on, it was like, okay, you've got to switch up. You're going to go to medical school. And so I gave myself a deadline. I said, this is going to happen in, in seven years. But life just got in the way. And my daughter became the priority and just family became much more important than me pursuing my dream of being a doctor. And I kept pushing it back. And I, instead of going to medical school, I decided to uh, further my education in teaching. So I went to grad school and got my master's in teaching and learning. 
and decided to become a science teacher in New York City. So I taught biological science to high schoolers for 14 years. Mm. To wow. Years. <laughs> but I stayed there for 14 years. I got so comfortable and I got into this place of, I can, you know, it's okay, another year, another year. And before you know it, I had another daughter 13 years later. And I threw my medical dreams out the window. That was it. It was done. And I started really delving into an earlier passion, which was my grandmother's, you know, help in extracting oils. And so I started to revisit that and it just made me so happy. I was just so thrilled about it. And that brought me to a huge turning point in my life because I realized that as much as I loved teaching my content area, I love science, I didn't like the platform that I was educating from and that my passion was more about helping empower women. Mm -hmm. So I started to mix these recipes in my kitchen and uh, formulate them every evening I get home from school. It's what I was doing. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to start a business. I'm just going to do this. And I gave myself a year. I said, in a year, I'm going to launch this product on April the 1st. And, you know, I just worked tirelessly to bring it to market. And, and, and I did. And so life just really evolved from then. It's been an amazing, amazing journey since that time, really. I mean, my entire life has been an amazing journey, the ups and the, and the downs. But it's been incredible these past, uh, I'd say, six years. So tell us a little bit more about the actual business. So you yeah. have beauty products. Yes, I do. Um, and the company's line is, I'm sorry, name is Dixie Beds. That happened because I, you know, my sisters would visit me and every time they'd come, I'd be in the kitchen, you know, just mixing away. I had recipes stuck up on the kitchen cupboards all around me. And my sister came in one day and she said, oh, Dixie, you're making your little bits again. <laughs> she said, I know you're Dixie Bits. And I said, you know what? That's such a purple cow name. I'm going to take it and, and stick with it. So it became Dixie Bits. So I, I went to a lab. I took all of these recipes and I said, you know, I'd like you to replicate this for me because I'd like to bring it to market. So Dixie Bits, you know, came out of a passion for skincare that my grandmother had instilled in me since I was a child and it did well it did really well it was received well by the public it's been featured in Essence Online magazine it's been featured on in Natural Health in Red Book magazine Tampa Tribune and Huffington Post and other media outlets and I was just so thrilled by this all of a sudden excitement started to build in me and I was like I cannot I have to leave teaching now I mm. this is not passionate about and so I gave myself a year and I decided, I'm leaving, I'm leaping on faith, and I know God and life will, will catch me. Just And I did, I did. So what, is, is it um, like actual uh, scrubs, or is it creams? Like what right. um, kind of products can, because of course our listeners are now, I'm sure, looking at what, what <laughs> Dixie Bits and how can they find it? So I just want to kind of answer that question. Absolutely. We carry body lotions body washes, body scrub, candles, and I'm working currently on introducing lip scrubs into the line. And so it, the line is currently being rebranded. So in the next 
maybe six months or so, you'll be seeing a brand new website, brand new products going up, brand new packaging. And so the products are really there to help women pamper themselves. We need care on the inside and on the out. And so these products are made from organically sourced material and ingredients, that is, and they are delicious. They smell good. They feel good. They just, mm. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait then. I got to get me some uh, some Dixie Bit scrubs. <laughs> so then, I mean, you, you talked about it briefly, like what inspired you, but I kind of just want to know, because um, you've out, outside of Dixie Best, I mean, with the podcast and with um, allowing people to work with you as a coach, like what really inspired you to build this platform uh, to want to support women around beauty and self-care and really more so I love, you know, when I first uh, stumbled on, um, on you and seeing that, you know, a big piece of it was like the, the inner outer beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that came again really because of my grandmother and because of myself. Because after leaving my job, after taking that leap, what I began to realize is that I had been so deficient in my life in so many areas and that the Bath and Body products addressed one specific place that I needed to work on, and that was the outside. But there was so much work that needed to be done on the inside. And I started looking at how I was caring for myself and what I was giving to myself. I, too, was one of those women who just felt, I've got it all together. I've got a career. You know, life is good. I don't need fixing. But when I left, I realized there were things that needed to be dealt with. And I, it's not so much fixing. I needed to be more empowered. And so I started looking at it from that perspective. And so... I stumbled upon a health and wellness coaching program through a series of fortunate and unfortunate events. You know, I was led to that. And I was so intrigued by it because people kept sending me messages to my inbox all the time asking me about how to take care of your skin. And I felt that this would be great for me. And I can still honor my passion for science and still help people. And so I took this course in, um, I got this certificate in health and wellness coaching and I started to get clients. I started really going out there and seeking out one-on-one -on -one clients. And that brought me to the question, which was, what is self-care? What do you, what is self-care? And, and, and how do you do that? And so I started looking back at my grandmother's life and I realized that my grandmother and her ancestors and, you know, a lot of our female ancestors didn't really take care of themselves because they came from a place of sacrifice. And I too found that what I'd been doing was really just sacrificing everything at, in terms of who I am and what I wanted to do with my life and my future. And I felt that I needed to honor that. And so I decided to move forward helping women from that standpoint because I started hearing women say this, and I'd heard it before with my grandmother, I am undone. I leave myself undone. And I said to myself, oh my, oh my, oh my, that's not good. This is something that we can change and we can put a spin on. No one should leave themselves undone. And it's difficult, but... It's something that can change. So that's what inspired me. My grandmother's journey, you know, other female ancestors and relatives that I have that I saw living a life of unfulfillment, and then my own journey 
of unfulfillment because I felt like I had to just sacrifice who I am for everyone else, but then realizing that, no, you can have a life too, and you can still be in service of others. And if you want to do it really greatly, you've got to start taking care of yourself first. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. I, when I look back over, um, in, in like uh, my family's legacy and my grandmother's died very young and that was huge for me a few years ago in that and one of the reasons they died so young because they didn't take good care of themselves so it's always been for me you know wanting to you know make sure that I don't get overweight that I don't get diabetes and it's in reaction of course to the past of like you know not not of wanting to break the cycle so uh in in supporting our uh, listeners with how we can be proactive because you started uh with um you know your definition of of self-care so how do you define self-care and i guess what tips do you have to help women take better care of themselves well, I look at self-care as that the things that you do on a consistent basis to enhance your body, your mind, and your spirit, all of who you are. And so those actions can be in any form. And when I talk about self-care, I really do look at it like this. It's a it's a vector, it's a vehicle that can take you to your unique happiness, whatever that is for you. So for some people, it might be their, their weight, or for some people, it might be uh, money, a new job, whatever. It can take you from undone to being on top of this wickedly wonderful world. It can take you from fed up to freedom, from unhealthy to healthy, from broke to bringing in big bucks, from fearful to fearless, from confusion to clarity, from mm. passionless to purposeful, from unhappy to blissful, from staycation mm. to global vacation, from giving up to giving yeah. back. Really, those are the things that self-care can do for you. And they come because of small actions that you can take consistently that nurtures your body, your mind, and your spirit. Mm. So are there, and I love that you broke it up between like your mind, your body and your spirit. So if we go, I guess, breaking it up, what are some things that you do that help support you around self-care with your mind? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> and foremost, it's prayer. Yes. <laughs> it, it is the thing that really centers me. Like I have a prayer corner in my room and when I get up in the morning and I can, I'm not going to sit here and say that I get to that right. altar every, every day. day. If I don't do it at the altar, I will lay on my back in my bed, but I will pray every morning. It centers and focuses me for my day ahead. And when things come up, I remember that prayer this morning. And so I, I see my prayer and then I have my devotional that I read, and those center me. I love reading The Secret as well, so that's another one I have on my iPhone. So I would just open it up and read the day's word. So between all of those, you know, the prayer, the reading, they help me. I am not really getting into meditation. It works because it's helping to really teach me how to quiet my mind. I'm not a master at it. I am learning from masters how to use the art mm -hmm. of meditation to really center me even in prayer. So I'm learning to use it before I get into prayer so that I can feel a lot more aware of what I'm praying for and be in that space, only in that space without my mind wandering to anything around yeah. distractions. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's normal. Like I, I hear that all of the time that, um, I, and I've been in, in in leadership journeys with people where they over 90 days they want to get into meditation and it's always uh, a struggle for people around being able to focus their mind and and that's what can be really frustrating people and not want them to continue the practice of meditation but it is normal in 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 talking to those that that practice it that with doing it more and more and and learning how to just bring yourself back center even if your mind wanders off it is very much a practice so to anyone listening i hope you hear by listening to dixie that that's normal (laughs) and uh we gotta just like with everything else it's a practice and um I, someone told me a long time ago, every time you're trying something new, it's actually like writing with the hand that you don't write with. It's very uncomfortable, but it, it's a matter of, of these, the adding these, these uh, healthy practices will ultimately really help us uh, around, uh, around self-care in such a big way. So body. I, I, so yeah, I know you go to the gym. I do. Cause you're in shape. <laughs> I do the gym. I do the gym. I try to go to the gym at least, at least once a week. It's not my major form of exercise. So I love Zumba. So I'll do Zumba as well. And I'll sometimes do some yoga. I'm not big into yoga, but I do love Tai Chi and I'm working on my Tai Chi certification. Because I mean, it's Tai Chi is, is just <laughs> phenomenal. I, I, I love it. Okay. I love yeah, try, I really do try it. And there's not a lot of movement going on, but it that's another really centering exercise. And you do these steps. I do Tai Chi, Qi Kong, and I do these 18 steps. And you start and you flow right through the 18 steps. So when you think, oh, they're just moving from left to right with the wind. No, you're not. You're moving very methodically and by the time I'm done, my arms are in pain. They t- it tones your body. It is just an amazing art form. Yeah. So, and that's basically the kind of movement that I do for my body. Yeah. So then, what about would you? Because since, of course, you have um, you know these body lotions and these body scrubs, I am terrible at. Uh, I'm really good around my skincare for my face because, of course, I don't want to get pimples, and I yes. want. And I want when I put makeup on my face to be flawless. So I'm really good about my regimens. I go to the dermatologist for my face. But I'm really bad about like, you know, making sure that and don't judge me, y'all listening. Um, I'm really bad about making sure that like, you know, I got lotion on and because sometimes, you know, when you're busy. And I know someone else could probably relate to this. I'm, I'm a very big person. And although I may seem very girly. I'm very much sometimes like a like a a young teenage boy when I'm getting dressed. I can get dressed in like 15 minutes, <laughs> and that means I didn't put on any lotion. You know, I just you know put on the bare minimum of like what I needed, and like I'm gone. Yes. And I know that in the long run, that's probably not going to be the greatest thing for my skin. So, <laughs> what are some other things that you do? Because I know you. I mean, your skin is beautiful. Uh, so I, I hope that, you know, you, you have a couple of years on me, so I'm hoping that, you know, when I have, and you have like, how old is your oldest daughter? My oldest daughter is 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah. No way in the world would I've ever thought that you have a 25 year old daughter. So well, I, I was 19. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a head start. I look like, well, oh, tr- trust me, but there are people that have had a head start like you did. 
and that are your age that don't look like how you look. So thank you. Thank you. It really all boils down to self-care. But back to your question about your skin. I can't even emphasize how important it is to, you know, splurge on your body, just like you splurge on your face and by <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We always tend to focus our attention on our face mostly because it's what the world sees first. And so I encourage women to exfoliate. My body scrub that I have, it is phenomenal. When you put that sugar scrub and you fluff off all that dead skin, mm. you feel like, like my daughter would say, Mom, my skin feels like a baby's butt. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> And it really does. And you need to do that. You need to exfoliate your skin to keep the dry skin from building up so that other healthy skin cells can surface to the top. Our skin cells changes regularly every couple of, every 72 hours or so. But we, we need to help it along. So you do that. You put on your lotion just to make sure that you're really putting in all the ingredients that might have been lost through water because people tend to spend so much time in the water and they may dry out their skin. So you need to really replenish that. And then you really need to put on SPF, especially on the face, even if you have on makeup. That's the next self-care practice that I had that I didn't tell you. I wear SPF every single day, 365 days a year. Oh, I do too. Yeah, good. <laughs> and no wonder your face is so flawless and so smooth. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I make sure that whatever I put on my face, the last layer definitely has SPF in it, um, too. Because in some of the derma, because some of the things that I use on my face are from the dermatologist and they can be, um, I don't want to say harsh on the skin, but make the skin sensitive. So yes. it's very important yes. to make sure that you have something that, you know, has, has SPF in it. So what are the things around the body? Like how are... How often do you think you should get like massages, uh, you know, things of, of that nature? Would you, would that fall under body? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Massages are great. Now getting a massage will depend on somebody's, I would say budget. You don't have to get it if you can't afford it. And mm -hmm. you may have a friend that can give you a good massage. My husband gives me massages. And it's not because I don't have the budget, but it's because it's just not my thing. I don't do it a lot. I have gotten massages probably maybe five, six times in my life. But it is a, a phenomenal way of bringing your circulation in place, of getting that blood flowing around the body, of moving your lymphatic system. It is phenomenal. If you can afford it, do go get it because sometimes the price can add up, but make it a splurging event. So you don't have to do it every week. Yeah, you can yeah, get it done once a month. You can get it done every two months. And but just put it into your skincare regimen. And you can do massaging yourself. You can probably just get online and Google. You can find everything on Google these days. You guys know that, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Massage ways of simply using your hands to work your own body, touching yourself and feeling yourself. It's okay. That's actually really funny that you mentioned that because I, I, I'm always telling people about um, Sean. Sean is my boyfriend. And yeah. Sean actually one night when he was giving me a massage, actually watched a video <laughs> and had the video by, the, by, by where we were on the couch and was like watching it and, and actually doing it. Like, And I thought that was so funny. So the I fact that you mentioned <laughs> I mean, I felt great, but yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I'm always laughing at him. I mean, he'll go to YouTube and Google <laughs> to learn how to do 
everything, which I think is great. But I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I don't think we even think about simple things like a massage that like, yes, I could actually do this myself. I can enroll my significant other to give me a massage. And hey, just just follow this video. Follow what this person is doing. Last night when I came home from my monumental weekend and I was so sore, I laid on the bed head down and my husband just gave me a good massage and I'm telling you it felt good he is not a masseuse but he knows how to work his hands and so you know <laughs> ain't nothing better than, than some hands yeah <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing better than a man hands you absolutely know. yep <laughs> It will get that blood flowing really well. And I have to say this, I could just add, you know, the the intimacy that uh, massaging brings is so comforting and so cathartic. And that intimacy can be found with your masseuse because of course they do it in a professional way, but it's still very intimate, hands-on. And touching is one of the best forms of therapy, might I add. And Mm -hmm. intimacy with your spouse at home can, you know, is in terms of him massaging you or you massaging him can bring a totally different type of intimacy to your life, right? No, Think no. about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. I know. <laughs> oh, boy, you got to be very careful after massaging. I know. I know. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. So what do you think about also, because I, for the first time, when I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago, I went to a woman's circle and it was about like holistic healing and it was led by a chiropractor. And one of the things that came out of it was like how important it is to get an adjustment. Like, and I had never gotten an adjustment before. So have you done that before or, or suggest that, you know, women know, because it was interesting in going that I became aware of the fact that like one side of my back is like, has like a lot of stress. Like they were able to, you know, do some kind of scan on my back. And, and it was obvious because I carry my pocketbook on my right side. So, you know, where all the tension was, was like on the left side where it's compensating for, you know, the fact that I'm holding so many things on the right. So I um, encourage people to do that because since I did it, I'm now so aware of like, you know, and and then one of the things that she even suggested was that I get a massage to help with that tension. It's so very important. I remember go when I was in college. I had this friend who was a chiropractor and um, he was in grad school. That is, he was a chiropractor and he would say to me, stop driving with your car, the seat on that uh, 45 degree angle. He was like, straighten it up. You're going to need an adjustment. (laughs) He would tell me because I I always walked with my knapsack and then I would walk with my heavy pocketbook. So I had so much weight on my shoulder and he would always warn me about that. Now, of course, I didn't pay him any mind. A few years, I've never had an adjustment, but I know people who have. A few years ago, I went to my doctor and she said to me, she was like, why are your muscles in your shoulder, in your right shoulder so tense? She was like, you are so hard there. She said, feel it. And I was like, yeah. She says, does it hurt? And I said, yes. And that's, she says, well, it's normal to you, isn't it? And I'm like, well, yeah, it is. And she stopped me. She was the one that stopped me from 
put in these heavy bags using these really mm-hmm. heavy bags on my shoulder. So I rarely walk around with shoulder bags anymore. I try to only use handle bags. And if I do have a shoulder bag, it's a small pocketbook, a very nice, neat one that can hold my phone, my wallet, my credit cards, and that's it. So yeah, I, I, I gotta do that. I seriously <laughs> gotta do that. Cause like my bag, like you just never know what's gonna come out of my bag. I mean, I'll have water in there, socks, like weight. Like Mary Poppins, right? Like, yeah, you could like look anything you need, it's in my pocketbook. It's like the bigger the bag, the more stuff is in there, and like I'm killing my shoulder. And you walk one-sided, right? So your your right yes. side is slightly tilted. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm leaning to that side. Like yes. when she, yes. you know, laid me down, she was like, oh, wow, like you're actually like tilting to one side. And I'm like, look at this. Look what I'm doing to myself. You're so right. And I'm so happy you brought that up because it's another <laughs> great form of self-care for external self-care. But that kind of behavior can damage your body internally. So mm-hmm. really take a look at that. So see, self-care, encompasses so much it's there's so many little things that you can do for yourself to bring harmony back into your life from the outside and from inside as well but i'm gonna try that the 90 degree so he's saying you should drive with a 90 degree angle because i've been i drive cool so you're you're the good seat of back a little bit (laughs) oh you okay good so you're one of those drivers who lean back (laughs) yeah Lean back. (laughs) That was the kind of driver he cautioned me not to be. And when you saw him in his car, the seat was at its straightest. It was so straight. So the, 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 the back of the seat and the, uh, and the, what do you call it? The seat, the back of the seat, the rest and the seat itself formed a, let's see, an L. That's how it's supposed to be. I'm uncomfortable just even thinking about that. (laughs) You know, based on how I've been driving. Mm-hmm. It is uncomfortable. I've tried it many times and I can't seem to stick to it. Right? <laughs> it's one of those things that's going to cause you, that can cause back problems. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so be mindful of that. Yeah. So that was great. We, we covered, I think, uh, a lot of things as it relates to the, to the body. So I'm going to try on some of these things we've been talking about. So <laughs> spirit, what are some things that you do to help, you know, your, your spirit? I read. I've been read. I've been doing a lot of reading, and um, I feel like they really help fill up my soul. I love quotes. I'm a quotey, and so I find time to read people's quotes all the time. And I find What's your favorite quote? to there. It's so funny. You're gonna laugh at this one because of some. I'm sure, but listen to it. There is no make it till you make it. There is no faking in the process. And that's by Latham Thomas. She's a doula. <laughs> mm. And it says, make, she says, make it till you make it. There is no faking in the hustle. Sorry. Make mm. it till you make it. There is no faking in the hustle. Latham Thomas says that. And I love that. I love that too. Because I, <laughs> I've been hearing that a lot lately. Fake it till you make it. So yeah. So no. Exactly. So I, that one opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anything else other than reading? Uh, for spirituality, uh, 
basically the meditation part. I really I have to say that that's been the latest thing that I have been doing to enhance my spirituality. I go to church, and I can't say that I go to church every Sunday, but I do love to go to God and and be grateful for all that He's done for me. Like I said earlier, when we started, when I stepped out. On faith, I knew that God and life will catch me, and I'm so thankful to Him for always being there to catch me when it gets difficult and it gets hard. Somehow, there are invisible hands underneath me, and I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And so, I usually love to go to church so I can praise Him and thank Him for His wonderful mercies. Yeah. So, do you think? Because all of this is is really getting us to our unique happiness ultimately mm -hmm. so in spirit or because i'm trying to see where this would go where is it where we incorporate like the things that we love to do like those outlets that um and, and and they may fit in different areas you know sometimes people like one of the things i love doing is like you know you and you mentioned earlier taking a zumba class right. and it, it actually falls in a couple of different areas i mean yes it supports my body but it also supports my spirit yeah. and um, you know, just being happier, you know, being joyful for me. I love listening to music. I mean, music is, is huge for me in um, whatever space that I'm in and, and taking, um, you know, me out of that space and allowing me to shift when I need to shift. So, you know, music has been, been huge. So are there like any other things that you... I, coach people on or suggest that people can do maybe that we haven't touched on absolutely absolutely. Mm -hmm. absolutely uh you know these mind body spirit are they intersect they they are intertwined and so you can't not have one without the other and have right. it effectively so you're right a zumba class does fill up your spirit does make you feel really whole and and happy and that does a lot for your spirit you go out feeling wow i just worked out oh my spirit feels so great right and that's because it does affect that part of you but i also i, I with my clients i we look at something called the six pillars of self-care and one of the first things i i tell my clients is that before you can get anywhere is that you have to practice self-awareness you have to know where you are deficient where you're falling short in your life and you have to be willing to um you have to be willing to address those issues and then take action and so we look at purpose like what do you want to do with your life what is your passion what is the burning thing in your in your belly that you can do forever even if you didn't get money for it what is that right so that's part of filling up your spirit what what is it that you put into your body how do you feel when you eat the foods you do how is your nourishment are you having healthy balanced meals or are you at war with food um, and so that's again another part restorative practices and that's where the yoga and the zumba and the movement and the walking and any type of exercise tai chi or whatever it is pilates that's where that come in so we have to really pay particular attention to restorative practices in our lives then there is the fun part recreation my goodness recreation is not just for your children they're for you too. You can jump off a swing. You can swing if you want to. Mm -hmm. Take a dance class, gymnastics. You can go do whatever fun thing it is you want to do and love to do that fills you up and that gives you joy. It is so imperative that we do that for ourselves. And then there are finances, which happens to be one of the most stressful areas 
For, oh my God, tell me about and, it. And men, especially <laughs> for women. So men and women, yes, we are stressed, stressed, stressed because of money. And so that's another area you get to look at. How are my finances? Are they doing well? Are they not do you know, do I need to put some work into this so that I can make it better? And then last but not least, relationships. How are how are your relationships? How are your relationships with your spouse, your significant other, your lover, your children, your friends? And, you know, we go through a lot with, with people in our lives. And sometimes it can be a yo-yo and we're up and we're down. But you've got to look at that part of your life as well. Because when those things are not going well, yes, your spirit doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. yeah. So you really got, you have to get into all of them and really start doing a self-care audit and looking at where you need to be filled up and finding resources to fill you up. Like my monumental weekend, I keep coming back to the weekend, yeah. <laughs> was all about filling me up. And I got, you know, so many things in this, you know, six pillars were touched upon for me. And, and that's because I, I'm deficient. I'm like everyone else. I'm a human being and I'm not perfect. Even though I'm teaching women how to live a, a, a fulfilling life, I too need to learn how to do that so I can pass on those lessons to the people that I come in contact with and mm -hmm. make that impact on the world that I want to with self-care. Yeah, so self-care mm -hmm. audit, very important. All right, right. I can't believe we're we got about six minutes left. It's been <laughs> we've been having so much fun. It's going so fast. So much fun. It's yeah, but I I definitely want to ask this question. Do you think there are any self care myths, like things that people believe is self care that's not? I know that's probably like a crazy question, but like, do you think there are, there are any myths around self care? You know. I really, I have not, I think anything that you do, again, to nurture your body, guess what? Getting your nails done is self-care. I don't feel like there are any myths, at least none that I'm aware of surrounding self-care because, mm -hmm. you know, and, and one of the things of self, about self-care is that people have, you know, traditionally looked at it as a very narcissistic, self-absorbing, self-preserving word, and people tend to stay away from it, but it's just the opposite, right? So, I can't say that I know of any self-care myths that are out there. If, if something has to do with enhancing your life. I mean, I think you actually just even hit on it. I mean, the fact that we even have to tell people to take care of themselves means there's some kind of under, there's, there's some underlying belief out there that, you know, there's actually something wrong with taking care of yourself. Like that people feel guilty to take care of themselves. Like this is why we're even having this conversation. Exactly. So, you know where that comes from? It comes from our ancestors back to that again we've been taught and we've been conditioned to just be nurturers mm -hmm. and make sacrifices and i'm still learning how to put myself first that it is important to take care of you make you a priority because if you don't then how on earth are you really serving those people that you want to serve mm -hmm. right so i mean it, it, it's a process and we just have to kind of lean into it and know that the small actions matter. So you're right. Why are we having this conversation? Because people <laughs> don't even believe it. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people in itself really do believe that self-care is a myth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so true. It's, it's so, so true. So 
I, I want to make sure that we we um, get some information out to our listeners. So what services or programs do you offer to support women around self-care? Well, I do my one-on-one coaching with women and uh, we do, I do I have this program called um, Women Undone, Rediscovering Your Passion and Your Purpose Through the Practice of Self-Care. And that term, Women Undone, came, of course, because a lot of the women that I was working with kept talking about how they're so undone. I do for myself and I, for others and I leave myself undone. So that really kind of brings them to awareness and brings them to willingness to a place of action so that they can just kind of really skim the surface of what they need and, and what direction they need to take, whether they need to probably go further and get a, a finance coach or go further and get a, a personal trainer or whatever it is they need to do. Right. But I start with really helping them to fine tune what exactly they need. So basically that's what my one-on-one coaching is. I also do some health and nutrition coaching. So I coach women around eating healthy as well, how to reach their or attain their goal weight and how to um, let go of emotional feelings that are related to food. And um, I'm really at this point transitioning a lot of that one-on-one coaching into online and group coaching. So I'm working on a curriculum for delivering online courses as we speak. Got it. So you have a, a book I do have a book. It's called Inside Out of Beauty, Thriving for Healthy and Beautiful Skin Throughout the Ages. And basically, uh, it touches on skincare practices for women in their, t- uh, in their teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. Mm. And it really delves into the important things that you need to do for your skin so that it can look good throughout the ages as we age and as, you know, every 10 years or so, our skin goes through different transitions because of hormonal changes in our bodies or diet changes. So I address a lot of those things and I have in there remedies and juices and different um, useful resources and tools that you can use to really maintain healthy, glowing, beautiful skin at all junctures of your life got it all right right. so so what's next for you dixie next i am working on the redesign of dixie bits and hopefully this is going to be done well i it will be finished by next year i know for sure in terms of january early january so right now i'm working with a uh potential business partner and we're going to bring to you some amazing products we're looking even at making it a lifestyle company so instead of just bath and body products we're thinking of much more like maybe cosmetics and Mm, okay diapers for babies and like a more of a lifestyle brand so there's a lot of things to come so keep in touch you know check out dixiebits.com online and you will get all the information you need to whenever you go to the website and i'm also working on creating a an international day of self-care awareness which i will be launching next year july uh the 18th so it's either going to be really the 17th or the 18th and that's going to be a day of awareness where women really pay attention to what they're doing for themselves towards self-care. So whether it's making sure you you make an appointment to have a mammogram done, reminding a friend to do so, getting a pedicure, yes, a manicure, uh, a massage, and or uh, going for your annual physical examination, addressing your finances, whatever it is that you need to do or you want to do to care for yourself, 
body, mind, and spirit, we are uh, using that day to make the observation, to spread the word, to encourage our global sisters to really be in action and support self-care. Got it. Well, thank you so much, Dixie, for coming on the show tonight. I am uh, so happy that we got the opportunity to to have you and share with us. Uh, anyone that joined us late tonight, you can listen to the full show and all our previous shows on iHeartRadio by typing in Keeping It Beauty or visiting KeepingItBeauty.com. You can join us next week, same place, same time. Please do tell a friend. And we'll leave you with this quote this evening. Make it till you make it. There's no faking in the hustle from Latham Thomas. And also, I want to leave you with take good care of you, as Dixie always says. Make this a great week. Until next Monday, everyone, be beauty. Be beauty.